Good evening, all you Wheelie Kings and Skid Marks specialists um, of the bike variety. You might be specialists in the underwear department. I don't know, but um, that's your prerogative. Right. Um, we're back with another Dirty Talk show, and I'm stoked to say um, I've got these two on tonight. A busy schedule. Um, managed to squeeze them in. Let's first bring up Max Anstey. There he is, not feeling Hello, too mate. well. We'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> Evening, mate. And um, he's a little bit nervous. He won't mind me saying that, but we're going to make him feel right at home later on in the show. Mr. Wal Beanie Jr. There he is, uh, one of UK's up-and-coming riders. Max, you've been there. Uh, and look where yeah. you are now. So maybe later on the show, you can give uh, Wal some advice on how to get to AMA Supercross. Wal, nice pose. Kick back, relax. Go and get yourself a drink. Do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we'll come back to you later in our new... Um, our new segment generation next but right now we're going to speak yep. to max so see you in a bit while enjoy the show yeah so he's out of it uh max mate honestly really appreciate it because um we've been back and forth with messages quite a while you've been so at it i mean you've got to focus on supercross and you don't need um a fellow ginger uk bald bloke harassing you all the time in between motos but here we are Tell us what's going on. You've been for a COVID test today because you're feeling a bit under the weather. Is that that's right, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't have COVID. I was I was actually negative. Um, came back this morning. But to be honest, with all the travelling, I it's not a surprise. We uh, I woke up yesterday morning, just had a sore throat, and obviously that's probably why I sound a bit funny. But it's moved from my throat, and now it's in my nose, so I've just got a cold. But I'm lucky to be honest. Now we've got two weekends, three weeks off, so. It's been it's been busy, you know, getting getting into the racing, um, starting off in Florida, and then we went to Daytona, and then we've had these three in Texas in the week. Um, it's been a pretty heavy schedule. Like like even though it's weird with Supercross, like the actual track time, you probably only get forty five minutes, fifty minutes of riding. Like the first few races, by the end of the main event, I just felt like I was getting warmed up, but it's so intense and the heart rate's so high and it's different and there's a lot of stress on the body like with with the jumps and the forces it's a lot different to to outdoors that's what i picked up yeah. um so doing three in a week you think oh doing a 20 minute moto is not you know i do a six minute moto for the heat race and a 20 minute moto for the main like and sometimes i'm crossing the finish line in the six minute moto like i'm dying like i literally I, I'm breathing so hard. It's it's literally like I don't know whether it's because I'm not so used to it. I guess it's like taking someone to Lommel and putting them in Lommel and telling them to do three laps. But yeah, yeah, I could do I could do it a lot easier around Lommel. Whereas in the Supercross, I'm like, yeah, I really really happen to focus on what I'm doing and make sure I don't mess any bit up. But no, honestly, um, I know it's been it's been busy and with the time change, it's always hard to speak to everyone back at home. Like even talking to yeah. my family and talking to my friends it's it's always i get up i'm training i'm riding then i look at my phone and they're all in bed so i'm like oh, i can't speak to anyone oh mate honestly i, I really appreciate because i said i know it hasn't been easier to get to get you on and and just obviously having that run as well you know the residency but before we get onto that what you know you you kind of had an inkling that maybe your career would go down a route of doing supercross i've mentioned this before you know, I come and interviewed for Mo you've, with Moto Magazine when you was on the little KX85, um, you know, at your track up near Andover there. And, you know, you were you're doing stuff then that UK ride, riders just simply want doing. A lot of pros want doing, you know. I uh, came out there with Paul Bliss. We've got some great imagery. And we spoke about it then. I mean, you yeah. literally, you know, on that bench, I can remember it distinctly, uh, half the height you are now, and saying it was a dream. So, You've got there in the end, but obviously you've done, I think you've done a bit of 250 Supercross, but 450 is a different beast altogether. And what a time to go into the series. I mean, to say it's it's always been stacked, but it just seems the differentials between riders this year yeah. are, are tighter than ever. So, I mean, you have gone in at the deep end this year, really, to get started. It's such a steep learning curve for anybody, and even you're finding it like that. So just, yeah. just tell us, is it is it actually harder than you and Matt even thought even you thought it would be I mean it's yeah it's very 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 tough that the I couldn't I can sit here and go yeah it's as stacked as it's it's ever been or whatever and 
But I remember lining up for my first 450 GP against Caroli and Polan and, and Jeffrey and Geyser and, and Fevre and, and those guys. And also uh, having, if you stop and think about it, yes, it's very, very hard. <laughs> like I remember my first, my first qualifying race, I think I was, I had Caroli in front of me and Nagle behind me and I was in like 10th and I was like, like this is the craziest race ever and yet i'm not at the front everything in life i feel like everything so far in my career has prepared me for for, for this to go to go into supercross you know even even matley like even the pressure at matley for the for the home nations um there's times when i'm well i mean even this last race i had to sit there on the start line and even getting a good start, I had in the heat race, I had to really control myself to not step over that line because in Supercross, the line, if you step over that line, the consequences are a lot bigger than just getting a bit squirrely and going off the track. If you go off the track upside down, you land on the concrete, and if you case anything or over jump anything, it's probably not going to end very well. So, so as far as it goes with myself, I've had to just. I'm, I'm a bit older, so I'm a bit more experienced. And I know people say this all the time, you've got to focus on yourself, you focus on your plan. And, but my goal was just to get my laps in, learn from each race, but try to keep 5% in reserve that, okay, if she kicks, I can I can sort it out. And, and I, I started even, even at the weekend, I, I was biting on to, I think Tickle was in 11th or, or something and I started to go and I was catching them a tiny bit each lap like a bike length of lap and I was like right and then I over jumped one jump smashed my face on the handlebars and I was like okay I need to pull it back in now and make sure I don't have any more mess ups because uh, I could end up on the floor but yeah it, it's an early class obviously there's there's so many great great riders out there and to be in the mix is 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 nice and to be just even in the race in the stadium like it's yeah. amazing how big that Texas stadium was. It's amazing oh. how Daytona, like yeah. the, the 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 grandstand thing. I mean, I've been to Assen, obviously, but it's nothing like Assen. Like Assen's like probably like about the first ten roads. Yeah, like yeah. Daytona is huge when you go there. Like it is yeah. absolutely massive, and and just weird things like going down to the start line when it's dark. You're sat there. It's dark. It's weird. You you I. For me, because I'm not used to it, I'm like, geez, I feel like I should be in bed. Like, it's just weird to then have to switch on and go and race. And it does remind me of when I was on a 65 or on an 85 doing Sheffield Supercross or Cardiff, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and but obviously, yeah, it, it's still a, a different level. But you're you're sat there thinking, wow, like, I've got to go and perform in a second. And it, it's it's just a weird feeling to definitely to start with. Have you got a bit of a, um, you know, in this first year of doing it 450 full on as well, and obviously coming into the series a little bit late, do you reckon that changed the dynamic as if you hadn't got injured before the opening one, or would you still have the same approach? I mean, like you said, you're easing into it. And listen, nobody over here, and I'm sure many people over there aren't knocking you for that. You know, you're new to it. Like you said, what's the point of going out there, throwing yourself guns blazing and twatting yourself down the track and then missing them? You've got to get some momentum going, right? So, yeah. do you reckon that the injury just has made you that that's that injury that made you miss the start of the year has kind of put you into this sort of just steady progress? And do you think it would have been differently if you would if you'd turn up at round one? I, I think I think by this point in the season, I'd have been further along. The hmm. the I think the first races. I had to look at them like they were Hawkstones, like they're warm-up races. I I have to do that because. It's also with the bike setup, it's very, like we changed a lot in this last week. Um, it's very difficult to know, I, because I don't have the experience, it's difficult to know what is good, what's not good. And also if it's normal or if, if like, say I'm going through the woods, like, I don't know if it's meant to feel like that or if I'm meant to feel like I can go way faster. I don't know because I don't have the experience of that. And yeah. the, also another tough part of that is is my my team are great. Like, they, they're good at watching me. 
to try and help me out but they don't really know where my level is i don't really know where my level is in supercross so it's i we're kind of searching a little bit to try and find things and uh yeah so i i think i think at this point i would have been we've we've come along a long way in the five races that we've done and i'm much happier with the bike and with my setup and even just random skills like they there, there was even this thing yesterday where or on saturday where some of these guys do some of the do these jumps in first gear. Yet I never use first gear ever, and it, it's just a weird thing to get your head around. You, you're coming into a turn to get the drive to get out of these these triples out of the turn. Sometimes you've got to use first gear, but first it's just gear. weird. Yeah, it's it's a no. weird thing. You yeah. get that wrong on a seat bounce, and it's it's all over. It's good night Vienna. But that's why, like when when Musquin went over the bars and things like he hit neutral, it's kind of weird because you're actually sometimes going in between first, second, and third. Like it's it's strange. The tracks are tight, and the fourth it it's weird. I never used first gear, so I never even thought about it until the team were like, "Oh no, try and do that in first gear." And I tried it. I was like, "Well, that's a lot easier," but yet it's weird because yeah. that's what the, not it, you're used to. No, a first gear, you feel like you should be in the pits. Like, I don't normally use it. So it's just a few weird things like that. Um, but I, I'm learning. And to be honest, at the end of the day, like everyone, pretty much everyone that's in front of me in the races has won a title in 250s. They've won 250 titles, Supercross. They've won races. They're, yeah. they're all very, very good. Um, and and it's it's one of those where I'm, I'm trying to, you know, elevate my team and myself to put myself in the race and, and to do the best job that we can but yeah we don't have like i don't have a benchmark from my team either that that's like okay he's getting fifth uh, it's, it's like if you're on a rockstar husky it's like if you're wilson dean or um somebody to anderson, yeah anderson and, and osborne it's like it's like when i rode when i rode with uh with ice one in in europe it was like okay poland knew what he was doing okay the bike's good just get on with it you know it's it's hard to have that confidence when you don't i don't really know like i'm going into the whoops that the first arlington round was was a set of whoops after a double and i realized that i would never actually hit a set of whoops with a bit of speed i've always been hitting whoops out of a turn at the practice track so so i was like i'm actually not sure like what the bike's going to do so i'm kind of learning as i go um i'm just making the best of it but what honestly platform, i'm having though. a great time i mean that's how you got to do it what a platform because i guess you know like anything you can train you can spin the laps uh, over and over and over but nothing like i guess what they say about like a penalty kick for a football yeah. player you can practice practice muscle memory all that but it's never going to replicate when you've got a bank of spectators behind the goal and it's yeah. and it's on to win the game you know and you and being out there in the lights and the environment and all that on a whole, you know, how, how have you how have you found that you've been um, re like received by by the fans? No, not the riders, because you know so many of the US riders. You spent a lot of time over there. You've raced them at the motocross of nations. Some of them, they know who you are. They know that you're on the first rung of your supercross ladder. But you know, in general, how how have you been received with the with the British? Uh, sorry, with the American fans. Not that there's that many coming out, but there's still more than what we got going on here at the UK at the minute. Yeah. I mean, good so far. It, it's been weird because, I mean, it's been weird and it's been kind of good for me as well that with the whole COVID thing, the, the whole situation, the, we've not had to do signings. We've not had to do uh, much interaction with other with other fans, with pe other people, even the teams. Like, we, we literally are only allowed to stay in our pod of people. Um, we can go from the track to our truck and that's it. I can't even go to another team truck or anything like that. Not that you really need to, but it's, um, unless you are 50 cuffs. Yeah. But the, uh, but no, to be honest, the, the, the fans that I've seen, uh, they've all been great. And to be honest, I'm quite lucky. My teammate, um, Adam Entick now, he, he's injured at the moment, but he's like, he's a bit of a rapper over here and all of that stuff. So he, he actually brings in a lot of the fans. So uh, that with twisted tea and all of that stuff, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely all positive at the moment and um of course i want to keep keep progressing and i bring a more professional side to it when i'm going racing you know I, i'm there to go and do a job a good job I, i'm there to get into the main events and to go racing and hopefully break inside that top 10 here relatively soon but again it's it's all a process and and for sure i think as you 
keep progressing, then the fans all, all they, they'll all be fine. I think the Americans are all pretty good and they like a good story of, you know, the the, the English or whoever it is coming over there and, and giving up everything to, to move to America. And that's basically what I've, is what I've done. So, I mean, so yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, it's great for us UK fans, as you well know. Listen, we've all followed AMA Supercross for as long as we've all started riding. It's it's the premier, it's the, yeah. it's what it is. So to have Brits over there, obviously yourself racing, Dino, uh, Dylan, when he was riding, it, it it definitely brings something different to us Brits. What having an actual somebody like, okay, come on, let, let's 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 be yeah. having it. So that's that's pretty cool. So were you genuinely the first round? Were you apprehensive, nervous, or did you just like right? We're all pretty calm. Let's just let's just get through it. And the pressure? Did you feel any pressure about having to make the main straight off the bat? Well, the first round in Orlando too. Um, I wasn't even, I wasn't thinking that I was even going to ride. Like I, I had literally done two days of riding before I got there. I was still like stiff, like my hip was hurting, my back was hurting. Like I wasn't in a, I didn't feel anywhere near ready to go racing. I wanted to just wait until Daytona, but the team obviously with sponsors and all this stuff were like, oh, you need to come out. You need to come out. We're just come out and do press day. We won't do the race. Just do press day. Well, I got there. Press day got cancelled because it rained. So then they were like, oh, just do practice. Just do practice and then you don't have to do the race. Just go and like get and I was like, But as a racer, like, you've got to be in the mindset that you're, I'm going there to do a good job and, and that's it. And I, I it, it forced me to, again, just focus on myself. Like, and to be honest, you know, good... Getting into the main event, yeah, is one thing, but there's great riders that have to go to the LCQ. If you crash, you've got to go to the LCQ. Like, whatever. To be honest, it you can psych yourself out with it, but for me, my goal, no matter what race it is, whether it's a heat race, an LCQ, or a main event, is I focus on the process and what I've got to do. I could have the best race of my life, but get... 10th in a heat race because I've crashed and come through, not yeah. make it to the main. Or you could be leading an LCQ and then the bike break or you hit a tough lock or something happens. Like it's a lot can happen in Supercross. So to be honest, it's you've got to just look at your performance rather than your result where you finish out there. At the moment, for me, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just looking at, right, am I making progress from last week with the way that I feel? Because the first couple of races, I literally felt like I made it into the main event and I just, I was just riding around trying to jump the jumps. So I was just thinking, I wasn't even racing the turns. I was just figuring out, right, jump this jump, right, jump that jump. And then it's <laughs> taken me three rounds, really. Daytona was very different from what I expected. Yeah, like, I everyone told me, that, yeah. like everyone told me, oh, Daytona's more outdoor style or whatever, but it, the jumps were so steep and right out, it, it was, it, it was so it, it wasn't outdoor style at all. It was like literally it, gnarly. It was you could just yeah, it looked yeah, pretty brutal. Anything. Yeah, it, I mean it always looks brutal, but in a in a high speed, in a more high speed, and it seemed more hard packed than than previously yeah. before. So was um, definitely strange. Yeah. So we will get onto that in a minute. Um, we've got some questions starting to come in. Obviously, if you want to ask uh, Max a question, get on it quickly because I'm not going to keep him very long tonight. It's going to be a short show because, as I said, he's not feeling too well, and he has fit this into his schedule for all us UK fans, so we really appreciate you coming on, Max. No, um, no worries, cheers. So start getting your questions uh, up. There's a couple coming on, but before I'm going to ask you a few more before we do that. So Daytona then, I mean, like you said, the magnitude of the venue and the history of it, did you go into that with a slightly different uh, approach? Because, you know, you thought this will be a little bit more me, and then obviously came as a bit of a shock when you got on the track to find maybe it wasn't. Yeah, well, I, I, I go in there, Everyone was hyping me up, you know. It was like, oh yeah, Daytona would be great, you know, it'd be sandy. It's a it's an outdoor race and all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Then it looked like it was gonna rain. So I was like, oh sweet, you know, I'll I'd have a nice mudder. I, I don't mind if we're rolling all the jumps, let, let's just get on with it. Like that yeah, be Natalie fine. all over again. Yeah. Yeah, like no no problem. But it barely rained. And then when we got there, I was just like, wow, okay, this is really big. Um the jumps were were very very steep like it was just it wasn't uh what i expected with even how soft it was like it, it was 
It, must, it was just supercross. It was normal. Like the, the the bike that I raced there, actually my bike's better now. I've, I've gone stiffer, but it, my bike, you, you need just a normal supercross bike there. Um, that it definitely wasn't like, oh, you're going way different direction because it's more outdoor style. It wasn't like that at all. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Like I was sat on the start line. Again, it's pitch black outside. It's windy. It got really windy there. Um, there's these big jumps you've got to try to do in the wind, which you don't really see on TV because when you're, yeah, when you're on TV, you don't, you don't realize that it's like, it, it's just a weird environment, like a weird atmosphere. And you're sat there and you're looking at this great big mess car turn with all the fans and all that stuff in there. And it's like, okay, but I've, I've got to focus on what I'm doing now. Cause this is like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a weird deal, but for sure um, something that I, I've had to just, take the experiences and roll with them as we go. And that's why it was so nice to do the three in Texas because the first round I was like, wow, this stadium is massive. But by the third round, I knew where I was going. I knew what I was doing. I knew I, I wasn't really bothered with that. I was just there I to go ride. I think it's awesome that even as a, as a pro rider um, and you're there to do a job, obviously, and you are focused on that, but you still, you know, even though you're a pro and you're going there and you're like, ah, oh, look at the size of the state, you know, you, you, it, that's cool that it's it's like yeah. a buzz for you to be in these places you know so it's just so it's just such a different atmosphere like like i can understand why some of the Amer or the americans that come to europe they struggle like like if you if you took them to Lommel and it's rammed with fans all around it it's like if you go to Lommel on a practice day on a wednesday it's completely different from Lommel gp yeah. and even the track the feel of the track is different. It's like going to Matley Basin and then you go there for the nations and it's just rammed. It's, it's different, but I'm used to that more because I feel like oh, I'm, I'm at home there. Whereas, whereas sitting there on the start line, I was actually sat next to Tomac and I was like, I had my goggles on and I was thinking, geez, I need to like focus on this section or focus on. And then he was sat there literally just chilling, like sat on his bike and he was just sat there. And I was like, okay, right. I need to kind of take, I need to kind of copy that. I need to just be a bit more relaxed now because obviously he's so used to it. That this is yeah. their home. I mean, I'm going into their home. This is, yeah, it's, it's, it's different for me. It's new for me. Whereas, yeah, and it's not like I've come in on the 250 where the class is less stacked and yeah. you can, if you're having a bad day, you can ride around in a pretty good position still. Whereas this this class, it's like, yeah, there's, there's 18, 19, 20 guys that have all, like being right up there podiums or winning races oh and... yeah no doubt i mean you've gone you know there's the there's the the springboard there's the three meter board the five meter board and there's the 10 meter and you've just you've just put your budgie smugglers on and gone straight up yeah. to the 10 meter board and done a classic belly flop straight straight yeah, in exactly um, exactly yeah. you know fair play to it right um let's get a couple of questions up because obviously people you know uh come on here to, to do that we, we're trying to rattle through these pretty quick um a couple of people have asked this or is it the same guy you this is probably a something personal do you miss quad squad days so they obviously jamie must know you this what's this about <laughs> so my dad uh that was my dad's thing after after uh after he finished racing he he had the quad squad which was uh the track in thruxton i don't know if you ever came to thruxton the no the, the one. no yeah that was where so when i was on a 50 and on a 60 uh i did all of my training like it, it, I, we had two tracks there for me my, my dad had like the quad thing he'd have quads and like paintballing and archery and all this other stuff that they of course did, did people that, used. yeah no the see that as now you said it of course i remember that uh, quad squad i remember that now yeah, yeah. thanks for reminding so, me so i mean the the old track there yeah i i that's where i learned everything like everything from my dad at such a young age was all about skills it was never about speed it was all safety we had we had number jumps jump one jump two jump three jump four and they were all different sizes we all had to go through a process of and you know a lot of the british riders that were pretty much all of the british riders that were that were my sort of age came and rode with me you know i, I had uh jordan booker you know he learned a lot of his skills there even Scott Elderfield, I remember being down there with him. He used to jump doubles that I couldn't jump, and I was like, ah. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> well, he like would. 
I think there's a lot of a lot of the guys that uh, that that we used to race against that I used to race against would come and and it, it would try and enhance my skills when I was at a young age and and then I kind of grew out of that place when I just got onto an 85 it was just a bit small and then we moved over to Greatly which was where yeah. uh, where so you've been which yeah. that is is still there now um, obviously I'm not I'm not back there so it's not not progressed in the last few years but even when I was back there with ice one and i would always try to come back and and, and ride it ride at home yeah but... i mean you built some i mean did you yeah the track or else i don't know but yeah was gnarly i mean that big jump in the middle was either way you look at well, it i actually i built that it's still built huge that you remember thailand 2013 the one yeah. tommy's bike blew up on it um but it was absolutely massive i built that and i built the qatar double that i did out of the turn in qatar I got just Justin built the tracks in Thailand and Qatar, so I got him to build me those two sections, so that when I came into the 2014 season, I had those two jumps there yeah. um, coming in. So yeah, no, I, I, the quad squad days definitely made me, you know, having, well, having a track. I, I, listen, I, I know that because I we took the team green lads on a couple of yeah. training days with your with your dad, and uh, even though they were quite advanced at that stage, like Lewis and Joel Rizzi and all that, they learned so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Basics, yeah, so many, so many of the kids, so many of the guys, like, yeah, I, I see them all. I'm still following most of them on Instagram, yeah. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. We, I, yeah, a lot, a lot of the little kids, and to be honest, we that made it fun, you know. I used to just ride and ride and ride and ride and ride and ride and ride, and it was all about techniques, and that was that was all it was safety skills. And we used to have jumps named the Carmichael jump, the Magoo jump, the, yeah. yeah, like Pastrana, you know, we used to just yeah it was jumps that was what i was always doing when i was a kid that and then going to holland on the weekend and riding yeah. either in holland or going to dunkirk that was that was basically it i can see wall beanie who's coming on later watching this with interest so there you are wall he's listening to yeah. that you need to do some of that here's a question from joe power max you're leading the first main you're leading your first main and you come into lappers and vince freezy is next to lap thoughts um <laughs> <laughs> I've still got to beat him at the moment. He beat me at the weekend. Um, uh, no, it, it's it's actually being out there. It's um, everyone's got respect for each other. To be honest, like it, it looks worse on TV because it it's so tight. It's you feel like you're because it is annoying getting lapped. Like to be honest, even even I got lapped the other day. I did fifteen minutes, and but I mean, if you get a bad start, you're already half a lap behind on by the first lap. It's it's crazy how how it because the track's only 45 50 seconds long it spreads out so quick and and then when people are coming around it it the track's tight there's not it's not like an outdoor track where oh yeah you can just get out of the way and move over here so to be honest i mean vince freezy is vince freezy i'm i'm i, I think they've all got respect for each other it's not it, it's obviously some people don't move as much as others but as well you know they lapped dean the other day they, they yeah. got up to 10th place 10th place you're still racing it's it's you um it, i know it, it's a weird thing as well because that's not normal in gps if you're in 10 that's a good result but yet if you're getting lapped you don't want to slow up because the guy in 11th might not be that far behind you yeah. so yeah but you can almost use getting lapped as like because if they have to slow oh, down because yeah, you yeah. get an extra lap in you can pull away well so it that goes to the whole, you know, the the, the shenanigans with uh, with Dino and Roxon, doesn't it? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know yeah, I mean? well, he's, he's doing his own race and he's focused. And you know, fair play to Dino for putting his hand up straight afterwards. Because man, I was just in the moment so much. I gen, you know, so it just goes. Yeah, to show, to honest, I mean, I don't think. Well, like, yeah, so to be honest, Dean was racing hard then, and I don't think it. Okay, it's not. It's. <laughs> There's certain areas where okay, maybe you could just stick to the left or like, but it, it's it's not easy in that situation and it's very intense out there. So, and also you don't want to crash by doing something stupid. Um, and at the end of the day, but but yeah, it, they're still fast. Like Dean is still really fast. So even for Roxton that's come around on the last lap, it's not like it's someone easy to pass. We're all within two seconds. So that is is it's not like you're lapping a club racer that is the top 20 or they're inside the top 10 sometimes so it's yeah. like yeah it's, it's pretty intense it's weird but 
Yeah, start. I haven't had that problem yet. No, not yet. Yeah, so. yeah. Listen, start. I've always thought this that starts are, are, can be pretty sketchy and hairy at the best of times, unless you pull a holy. Um, but they are, you know, even on a motocross yeah. start, you go into that first corner and it just takes, you know, one rider to get it wrong and then you've got the domino effect. But Supercross is a whole new level. First, you've got to get around that first corner and then you're just more often than not, you are straight into a pretty full on rhythm section. Yeah. Now, you, you too, yeah. now you know, with a motocross, you know, like take Matterley, for example, that was the first track that jumped in there. Big sweeping first corner. If you can circumnavigate that, you've got a nice long straight down here. You've got, you've got a nice wide track to sort yourself yeah. out a little bit. What goes through your head when you when you go around that in the 450 main and it's just all going off and one little hang up and I mean one little hang up not even casing it hard could just cause carnage. Yeah, I, you you are you, you holding really, your breath. I mean, what's going through your mind? That is an interesting question because I literally had that same exact thought on the start line of my heat race this last one. So in, in Arlington three, uh, the last one that we just did on Saturday. You came off the start, you went left, you went double quad, and the quad was big and it was pretty sketchy. And then you turned into this other rhythm section that was like three, four, or you could even like do five. It, it was there were some big old sections, right? And and I sat on the start line thinking, geez, if I get the whole shot right now, am I gonna go two four or am I just gonna go two over the table single or what am I gonna do? And you really really have to just trust that you are going to make that decision when the time comes it's like you can't if you think about it too much before you get there you're like oh i don't know i don't know and i came in on the first corner in second right well i had there's a picture it's it's webs just in front of me sexton roxon me going over this double we're three like in a line web goes two four i just went two four and i'm like I went two four two, <laughs> ended up passing Roxon back by the next turn. Then he got me going through the woods, but it it was one of those where you can't think. You've got to just trust that you're going to make the right decision. And and yeah, it's it's very intense because you you've got to just go. Because if you don't, then someone behind you does it, and you're going to get landed on. If you it, I don't know, you've just got to trust you're going to make that decision. And I, yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely yeah you can do show. your head in over it that exactly but that just goes to show you know you're at, you're at the pinnacle of the, of the sport you know you're pro racing you train for it and yet you're still having to just like you know for a better word yeah you're it. not sure you're winging it you're just you're winging it yeah, you're just but also like like i go going into the whoops you do the whoops on the site like right and on a 250 i remember racing 250s back in when i was 16 so in 2010 many years ago 250s, they would be pretty good. You'd be like, oh, they're quite flat. By the time you get to the 450 main, even the 450 heat race, like I did the side lap the other day. I went into the whoops and I was like, there's not one good line. Like there is not one place where I actually want to go. So I'm like, I don't know. Do I jump these whoops or do I skim these whoops? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to copy whoever's in front of me by the time I get to them. I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to go into them and see what happens because <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like they they look like a bomb's gone off in these wounds. They look like horrible to skim and they look horrible to jump. And you're like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, you kind of just got to trust that you've got to no, make that decision when you get it, there. It, here's a good question from Scott Walker. Well, you know, anything you change about Supercross in general? By the sound of it, the whoops. Well, yeah, but actually, the last couple I've actually been better in the whoops. So so yeah, the have. first the first two, I felt like I was losing time in the whoops. Whereas now I feel like I'm Okay, I'm not Malcolm Stewart in the whoops just yet, but I'm 10th, 12th, around there, I'm the same as them. I'm not losing time. So I'm not having to make it up around the rest of the track or like rush the turns. So I feel like that is is you know, coming along. There's nothing that I'd like to change. Like really, I just need more time, more experience and more... Uh, in more laps i just need i need laps like there's things i'm learning all the time like with that first gear thing that i said earlier yeah i want to go back this week when i'm feeling a bit better and start riding i've got to practice that a bit because it's something that in a race you don't want to be doing something new so then you've got to be able to just okay i've done this 
a million times at the practice track when i need that technique i can use it so yeah honestly i'm there's nothing i like to change I, i'm loving supercross like it's just nice to be able to go and race and and you know provide for the fans in england and yeah. put on a bit of a show but also to learn and to do something that i feel like i feel like i'm good at supercross it's it comes easier it's like riding the sand it comes easier to me even though like it's very difficult and there's obviously these guys that i'm racing against are the top of the top but i feel like i'm getting better pretty quickly no doubt, now with it. No doubt. Uh, you know as i said i don't want to keep you long so i'm going to ask you a question then we're going to really knows. One. yeah well you know at least you haven't got covid so at least you've been for a test today and no you haven't got that good old british yeah. old um yeah. Great. So, you know, let, let's finish with a couple of expectation questions. One one from me and then uh, we'll we're, we're we're finish up with another question that somebody's posted. Um, so, you know, rounds to go. What's your realistic, you know, expectations for the rest of the Supercross? Are you setting targets or is it just keep hitting those mains, just getting those mains in and just keep little by little and then finish the season healthy, I'm, I'm guessing. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, the, the big picture is is um to be strong moving into outdoors um because my, my goal for supercross anyway was just to learn take all the information that i can so that then next year for 2022 i know what to expect so i can work on it in the off season and come in strong to be able to fight for those top tens top fives whatever um consistently you know how, however it goes um so i've got what five rounds left we're going to atlanta uh, we've got two weeks now to do a bit of work um we go we go to atlanta that's new for everyone uh because that's they've not raced that it's like it's going to be a kind of daytona style thing so yeah. again i'm gonna have to learn but the most important thing my plan the most important thing for me is respect the rhythm section so i i'm respecting, I say, I'm I'll respecting the jumps yeah yeah Shit. so so I, that, Max, I'm letting... I was respecting them and i yeah. was i was sat on a comfy sofa with a footstool and i was and i was shitting it just watching yeah. it let alone yeah. so it's it's to not I don't want to step to to the limit just yet, um, but of course, like I, I'm, I came away from Arlington. I was like, oh, I want to get inside the top ten at the next one, um, but that's a lot easier said than done. I I would like to be inside the top ten by by the end of the Supercross season, so in the next five rounds. But there's things that I'm learning each time, so I need to stick to the process of well, I need to respect the jumps, not start really soaking. Like the the difference between me and the Tomax and the webs is they can do the jumps. They're just doing them a bit faster. Like I can do it, but I might be a bit out with the distances. I might be a bit over, I might be a bit under. And that's when things start getting a little bit hairy. So I've got to just respect that until I've got that experience and the time of just doing those sections. Um, I, I want to just improve with myself and with the bike, learn as much as I can put myself in the race obviously i'm going there and i'm racing as hard as i can um i just want to feel racy i want to feel racy uh and yeah i would like to get inside the top 10 by by the end of it but you know whatever happens happens I, i'm still there to just make the best out of each situation yeah like, like i said earlier I'm, I'm focused on myself and i'll make the best of each one uh so with that in mind um let's wrap this up final question because as i said i don't want to keep you too long. You've been an absolute star come doing this with a short notice. Um, so let's finish with this question from Sam Bradley for you. you know, so with that, saying what you're saying about super uh, supercross. So if you stay fit and healthy through the supercross, what's what's the what's the target? Is it a similar kind of thing? Just a learning year, first year in the in America, no. then, because you want to do more, I guess, to secure a better ride. Not say better ride, the Suzuki rides are right. I'm not getting at that, but I mean, obviously, if you do well outdoors, it just it just gives you a bit more impetus going into 2022. Yeah, I I, I proved that last year in outdoors. Uh, you know, I got I got a third, or I led right up until the last laps in in Loretta's. I've been um I've been up there. Uh, it was very different, and I was coming 
uh, it's different from GPs, but I was also coming off of my, my foot with my Achilles then, which was not ideal. So I had to take that as the learning yet. I feel like, to be honest, I've, I've got the bike. I haven't even, I'm still running my outdoor engine in Supercross yeah. right now. So my outdoor bike, my setup is actually the same. It's just my suspension's way stiffer. Um, but the balance of the bike is the same. So I, I've taken that and it's, it's take, been a long time to get to that because there's a lot of weird little things like subframes and linkages and all this stuff that you've got to test but i'm at a place where i like the balance of the bike so going into outdoors i know that i'm not going to change too much with that it's just get the suspension a step again uh better um which it which it already already is um yeah I, i'm going into outdoors to to race definitely um i'm i mean of course i don't know you can't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to win or I'm not going to win. But I nearly won a race the last year. So I, I'll take what's given to me. But I am I will be strong in outdoors. So I'm going there to do a good job. Well, there you go, see. As I brought some of these up at the start. But you're, you're going to have a lot of support for the outdoors. And, you know, that's the thing, I suppose. You know, psychologically, you know you can you can do it. You've done it before at the Motocross of Nations and, and whatnot. And, yeah, fully fit. Um, going to be a bit more of your thing. So we're, we'll all be... Yep. Um, right behind you and then hopefully um when we get into this into the outdoor season halfway through or whatever we'll we get you back on to, to see how it's going with that perfect before you go and uh take some lem sip or by the end of it by the end of uh outdoors you guys should all come out you know hopefully you'll be able well, to travel by then june whenever it is I, I, well hold on i've had a very interesting conversation today I'm, I'm not gonna give too many details but you might see me at a couple of uh nationals before it's out so We'll be able to catch up with you properly then. Yeah, um, get the phones out. That'll be good. Yeah. Have some support. Well, a bit more than that. I'm, 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 there might be a group of us coming out to do something just more than being fans. So I'll, I'll, I'll WhatsApp you about that plan later on. And no, I'm not going to say publicly just yet because we've got to sort a few things out. But um, hopefully we'll be at one or two rounds this year. Uh, before you go, very quickly, um, I'm just going to bring uh, Wall in. He's sat on his sofa. He's ready to go. Uh, just because basically, let's bring Wall in. Um, just before you sign off, Max, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of Wall, but he's, he's coming through the ranks here in the UK. He's got a lot of flair, style. Um, he's going to get all embarrassed now. I'm going to make him go red. <laughs> Anything that you know, being a, an aspiring rider, that you could advise Wall? Because I'm sure he's going to answer this in a minute. But I think to, to one day reach AMA Supercross is also on Wall's radar. So what, what any advice you'd give him? What, um, how old are you now, Wall? Uh, 14. And you're riding 85s or 125s? Yeah, eight, 85 big world. Cool. I, I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a journey. Um, they, but it's weird racing on an 85 or racing on a 65. I mean, I used to race in Holland against Jeffrey on a 65 and on an 85, I used to race against Roxon and Tomac when I came to America and it feels the same. Although, yeah, you, you grow up and you're racing. There's a few more TV cameras about, but it feels the same. Racing is still yeah. racing. Um, no, I, I think I think you've got to focus on the process of what you're doing. Don't get too, like, I remember when I was little, I used to feel like some of these races are, are like the end of the world. If you have a bad race, it's like, oh, yeah. my God, my whole life's just, just, yeah. <laughs> but you've got to just keep, using each race and each opportunity you get to keep going back to the drawing board progressing and fighting for knowing that one day you're going to get to being a pro or at a pro level there's so many yeah. guys at a young age that 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 are good but they don't make it and it's it's the way that you think about it it's the way that you you go about each day each week when you have a bad race you get up you still do your training you you've got to think yeah. like a professional from a young age train do your training do your work and when you're riding work on things that you need to work on you know whether that's when you're on your own or, or not like whether it's turns or whether it's jumps work on the safety skills of doing your jumps doing yeah. you know using your rear brake making sure you're precise play little games with yourself like i used to play games with jumps all the time where me and my friends we would be doing tabletops and we'd mark each other to see how perfect you were you, you had to do 10 times in a row you'd have to be 
super, super precise. If you cased anything, you lost points. It's playing little yeah. games like that to to make yourself precise, to make yourself a better rider. And then yeah. making sure that you're you're taking every opportunity you can. And it goes with all aspects of life, whether it's your training or whether it's even doing schoolwork. You know, I, I had to be good in school to be able to go riding. And I, I was lucky. I went to a, a good school from when I was 14. I uh, I ended up I was going to Park House School. It's a sports school in uh, in in Newbury, where where I was from, and they actually really supported me with with my riding. You know, I, I ended up in year nine only doing three and a half days of school a week. I would do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday half day, and then Thursday, Friday I would go to Holland, and, um, yeah. and th they would really really be supportive of me training. And I'd have to go into school at like seven thirty in the morning and do the bleat test and do random things like that, but that was so that they could see my progression. And uh, yeah, it, it, you've got to take the opportunities and think like a pro and you'll end up getting there. All in. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I'm going to speak to you after, Max. Um, by the way, Max, um, just put the check for the uh, the invoice for that coaching in, in the mail and we get it paid. Thanks for the tips, Max. Don't worry. Good luck with everything. And I'm yeah, sure I will. I will you see too. you out on track one of these days. I'm yeah, sure you will. I reckon. I reckon you will. Listen, Max. Again, seriously, mate. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, we're going to be right behind you in the UK for the rest of the tour, and then obviously outdoor starts, and that's a bit more of your domain. And we'll really be rooting for you then. So look, stay healthy. Hope you get rid of that cold real soon. Uh, thanks for yep. the time, mate. I'll stay in touch. Um, and good luck at the next one in, in, what is it, two weeks' time? Something like that? Yeah, exactly, two weeks. So, no, thank you very much for everything. And uh, I'll speak to you again in a little bit. Nice one, Max. Yeah. All the best. Cheers, mate. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Okay, there goes Max. Uh, well, that was cool. Um, let's yeah. before we talk even more, though. Um, so we, we're getting walled on as our first guest for this uh, new uh, Race Effects Generation Next series. I'm going to be... Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do it every episode, but um, we'll we'll see we'll see how we're going to do it and bring on some youth yeah. riders and give them some some love as well. And of course, I thought, well, let's get Wall on as the first guest. You're looking sat, you sat there, primitive. Oh, that was pretty cool talking to Max. Just that yeah. alone, worth coming yeah, on. The offer as wicked that was. Mm. And there you go. I mean, he, he he likes a chat more than me, and you got plenty of advice off of him then. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So listen, well, where, where are you at at the minute? Um, this is going to be, you've said, um, there's, obviously there's a few people coming on. Dick Laurie, you know, let's say hello again, Wall. Yeah, hello. Alfie Hill saying, Wall is the boy. Um, so where you're at, This, I'm guessing this is going to be your last year on yeah, the 85, yeah. is it? I've got this year as my last year on the 85 Big Wheel. I've been on the 85 Big Wheel for roughly three, yeah, about three years. Well, yeah. practically. Practice on the 85 Big Wheels for three years, two years on racing. This has been my third year, so, yeah. And and so, obviously, the plan is, you know, to just finish on song, be, be in real contention. So what championships are you going to be doing this year? Uh, I'll be competing in the MX Nationals and the British Youth Nationals. Yeah. So, and then I'll probably end up doing a couple of wild cards here and there for the Bridgestone or whatever. So Cool. Try, but I was going to try and do the um, the Worlds and the European EMX, but I was like six weeks too old, so I couldn't get into it. Ah, okay. Okay. So, listen, what what was the... Yeah. So, how did all this start, Well, how did, how did you... How did motocross uh, start for you? How did you get into it? Uh, basically, well, me and my dad and my little brother used to go down this, like, little... There was, like, a... a there's like, a like drove down in my local town and there used to be a railway line and we made like a, just a little circle track just started off just riding around there on a quad and then um we built a couple of little jumps on like each side started jumping up and then we just used to go down there for three years roughly like just honestly every weekend just used to go down there from about 10 in the morning until it got dark just rode every time i used to go out ride so, you so, so at that point, you didn't, you was unaware of of motocross, really. Yeah, you, were just, you didn't, you didn't know. Yeah. 
So, so, then yeah. how did, so then how did it happen after that? So you, you obviously got good just riding locally. So how did you oh, actually get to hear about racing? I, I went to um, Washbrook Farm and met because so I was such a little practice track. And I was riding there for not too, too long. And then I was met a couple of boys who used to race. And I was like, uh, and they was like, oh, I'm going to go race here this weekend, so-and-so. And I was like, hmm, race? I want to race like that. And went up to my dad. I was like, oh, dad, I want to race and all that. I was like, oh, I'm just <laughs> practicing, just keep going from there. And I was like, come on, let's go race. And he ended up, we just ended up going from there, mini bike champs, everything. Yeah. So did you yeah. hit the ground? Did you hit the ground running? Did you, was you at the front straight away or, or was you a wobbler um, at the back and, uh, you know? I was quite far up front, if I'm honest, in the mini bike champs, like, on the auto. I used to be, I won the first year, every, like, almost roughly every race. So yeah. I, I weren't too bad, honestly, on the auto to start off with. And then on top of that, I was practising down Meeple, the old track, like the sand track. I used to go down there most weekends practising on my auto. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's, who's, okay, so John, John Hall has come on is so it was john is john a friend of yours i think he might yeah. be a strange you so he said yeah. john's come on and said glad we told him about all the racing now he's smoking us all on an 85. <laughs> yeah yeah i know john quite well my, my dad's really close mates with him and i've known him for years and uh, from washbrook i used to ride with him all the time so yeah i've known him for years so for me i i can't remember where i first saw you ride i really can't no, but yeah. The, the, the first thing that struck me was, um, I it was just like I thought you had like raw, like raw, raw flair, like a bit, a bit of raw speed, a bit, a sort of bit rough around the edges. But I guess that's where you just yeah. how you started out. You you just yeah. kind of taught stuff yourself, and you're you're a pretty you're a pretty aggressive rider in in your movement on the bike or whatever. And it seems to me like you absolutely love like attacking sections and like yeah. jump like jumps and. And things yeah, like that's favorite. Yeah, which is why I said about. I mean, I didn't speak to you before coming on air, but that's why I can only sort of assume that if you're looking for a career in the sport, the, the what what is the end goal? You know, would do you fancy seeing yourself at AMA Supercross one day or the Monster oh, Cup? A hundred percent, that'd be a dream. I'd, I'm putting in the effort now. I've been doing physical training for a, roughly about two months now, like through the winter, and I've been going two times a week in gym with my dad just doing a bit of cardio all that and then getting my stamina up during the week on my own just going for two mile run three mile runs here and there two times a week spreading it out so i've got a little bit of rest in between as well yeah and doing myself healthy yeah and obviously doing your schoolwork dad's come on yeah um he says you're a bit of a loose goose i can only i can only assume he means riding by that i don't think he yeah. means you're, you're completely off off the rails as regards of that how would you describe yourself this, these are these are big deep questions for a kid i get that how would you how would you describe yourself you know as an as an individual are you are you pretty laid back or do you get pretty sort of fired up over things you know um well i'm i'm laid back when it comes to like when it comes to like general life when i'm at the track and i've got competition or whatever that i'll i'll always be up to winning or that like that just how it's been that is the right answer. Yeah. Categorically the the right answer. So listen, where, where are you at with um you said you've got one one more year with, with all that? Obviously, you've got some, you know, you've got good enough now where you've won national races. Um yeah. you know, you've been on top of the podium at nationals and whatever. I think correct me if I'm wrong, but that that an actual national title, have you won the won one yet across the board or have you always come a bit short, haven't you? Or is, I've, I'm not rubbing I've, sorting the wounds, but I'm trying to think I can't remember you winning one. Um I've won the British title in twenty seventeen on sixty five. I got seventh in the world on a sixty five in twenty seventeen. And I ah, see I didn't I I hadn't seen you by that point. So my yeah. bad. So I'm glad you've won a British title. Yeah. Well done. Nice yeah, work. Yeah. I only I only first saw you on the 85, which is why I, I I can't I can't remember you winning an 85 title. But you've come bloody close a couple of times. Yeah. I, if I'm honest, I've had a bit of bad luck through some of the years because in 2018 I was I broke my collarbone at the start and then ended up just having it was a decent year, but I didn't really want to be coming second all that much. And yeah. then um, I ended up. 
in 2019, I started off the season strong. Then I had an incident and just didn't want to do motocross anymore. Just had a nine months out, I'm pretty sure. And just yeah, left you disappeared, you disappeared yeah. for a bit, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then I came back stronger, if I'm honest, like faster. I had meant ability of confidence and all that than what I did before. So, well, listen, it was interesting what what Max said there, you know, and and obviously my job with Team Green and whatnot. I say to a lot of riders and, and parents, you know, it's it's nice to win and in the youth level and all that, but it, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it as a pro. So, you know, it's nice to win youth titles, but that you yeah. know that doesn't guarantee you're going to make it as a pro. So, exactly that. Keep your head down. I wouldn't get too hung up on that. Hill, who's um here we go hills bill beanie another family member yeah that's, that's my uncle <laughs> uncle bill uncle yeah. bill bringing you up um and, and so who's ben ben must be your cousin is he uh, yeah he's my little cousin yeah cool yeah. so you've got a lot, lot of the family tuning in um yeah. so who who um obviously you've got a very good support network family behind you so who else has sort of got behind you and and you know let's give them a very honorable shout out people that are supporting you to try and Get you on the path of being a pro you know, um, I can see you've got your top on with a load yeah. of logos on it so I've, um, let's pick I've, them got, up. I've got a uh, destination mx mick and deb i've got xcast media mark carter i've ah, got right, yeah. pootaline uk they've been helping me out for a couple of years i've had leah leah and bell power sports our effects have helped me out a little bit too um jwr suspension they've been helping me out my dad my mum just everyone in my family they've been behind me rooting for me and yeah i've, I've got a couple of friends in that as well so i gotta say you you've done that better than some ama supercross riders who still have to look at their bike which is in front of them or they get their mechanic to hold up the pit board which people don't see with all the sponsors listed so you <laughs> yeah. just, they do they do so you've just rattled it off um you know, without without having to look at your shirt, which was good. Uh, Dick Law says you was great at the Coupe de Yeah, um, yeah, I won that. It was like the Belgian race. I ended up winning that uh, title as well. I forgot to say that. Yeah, got the border. Oh, there you go. Yeah, look at that. That's awesome. That's a great event. That as well. Um, yeah, that track as well. I, yeah, I, I was team manager one year, and it was it was awesome to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. and race yeah. those guys. Um, Hey, look, got a question for you here. I don't know if you'd be able to answer this. My son Sibo is doing the MX Nationals in the age 10. Uh, any advice you can give him for on the gate? Out uh, of the gate. So, you know, you're 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 pretty good starter, aren't you? I don't say you're a bad one. So what what's your technique without giving too much away? If I'm honest, uh, just have the confidence and the mental ability to win. Just make sure that you trip it all and all. Even if you get a bad start, just try and push through the pack, try and get the best you can if you're aiming for a top 10 and go for a top 10 if you're aiming for first go for it that's all i can say literally i tell you what yeah when you know when uncle bill said you're a pro in the making i i don't think he's far off at all yeah you're saying you're saying all the right <laughs> things uh, um listen well i'm looking forward to seeing you at the races obviously i'm going to be on the mic at the um, yeah. at the mx nationals i'll be going to all the british acu stuff as well so yeah. it's gonna be good to see your progress this year um yeah. listen i wish you the, i wish you the best of luck i hope that yeah. this is the the year the year you also nail in yeah, a 85 cc 85 cc title i'm sure you'll be running right near the front i'll certainly watch your career um with yeah. interest and uh, we'll follow it on dirt hub so listen i really appreciate you coming on i hope that wasn't too bad and the nerves went I away was, as, as we spoke really smoothly to be honest <laughs> okay uh a few people here's alex betts saying get up wall um <laughs> So a lot of your friends tuning in. Karen yeah. Smith, wishing you the best of luck. So listen, yeah. mate, um, it's great to have you on as our first guest of this Race FX Generation Next. Um, so any other young kids out there watching, um, we might be getting you on the show throughout the year and to come on to talk about that. Well, appreciate yeah. you coming on as guest. Appreciate um, yeah, being, able to use, being able to use mum's computer to get it done and fully charged. Yeah. Um, all good stuff. Listen, you can take your shirt off and relax now. And do your homework yeah. and, and, and uh, go on the internet or whatever, as you kids do. Um, yeah. So, well, I'll see you at uh, round one, whenever that be. Um, yeah. All the best, mate. And thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, no worries. That was a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. No worries, well. All right. So we'll see him soon. Okay. There goes Will Bean at Junior. He's out of there. 
Um, and that basically brings me to conclude conclude the show. Um, what I was going to do, um, we're going to bring it. We're also going to start a new segment uh, called On the Social. That's not uh, for people that um, claim in dull little play on words. Um, and I had a load of videos stacked up to play, but uh, for some reason they all disappeared. So I'm now going to try and add them as we as we go along. So basically, on the social, what that is is. Um, Every week or whenever, you know, between shows, we're just going to keep an eye on social media, Instagram, Facebook. And if there's any little cool videos and notes, uh, we're going to play them. So I thought this would be a good one to play. I'm going to upload it now and hope that it does play. Um, let's start with Kenny Roxon, who seems to be uh, not riding the crest of a wave um, at the minute with the Supercross, but he is with his um, outsider motocross. This is what he's been up to. Um, if it uploads, so, so deep it would seem, there we go. Let's just swallow all of creation. And if I had the power to rewind these years and travel back through the ages, I'd watch the story unfold to a river of tears as I'm gonna rewrite these pages. So that kind of thing. That was Kenny Roxon. Um, he's been out surfing to try and take his mind off the uh, off the Supercross. I've got some other stuff here. As I said, I had these all stacked up, but I think my uh, my broadband or my Wi-Fi is not quite as good as it should be. I also uh, saw this one from um, Mr. Joel Rizzi. Started to look very good on his uh, 114 Honda. So uh, let's let's play that. This is what Joel's been up to. Heart just turned purple. 360 up front, it all comes full circle. Class photograph, Sandy had me on my Urkel. Patty Mahomes about to fall short a couple hundred. Sign seal delivered, I fucked the notary public. She witnessed me sign off on some undeniable numbers. Pretty tidy from Joel. Um, so that's what he's been doing. I've, I picked a few of these out. This is just random to get this on the social uh, thing started. We'll make this hopefully a regular segment. And uh, obviously you lot out there watching, um, if you're doing a load of mad shit on social media, um, we might pick up on it and play it. Let's get a few more and drop a few more in. Um, I'll try and, as I said, work out a way of just having these a bit more ready to go. Um, what was the next one? Oh, yeah, Johnny Walker uh, impressed me because uh, – well, he just does. They all do. So a bit of an enduro one going on here. Let's bring uh, that in. This is Johnny uh, making rocks look easy. So that was uh, that was Johnny Walker doing his thing. We've got a couple more to just go 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 through. Um, I like these last two. Right, these are two British lads that are always doing cool stuff. They're a couple of uh, good lads. A lot, a lot of fun to be around. Um, so let's start with this. Is what Chris Bayliss has been up to um, this past week or so. This is this is classic. So this is this is Chris. Um, basically attempting his first backflip on a mountain bike. Get it! That's... I didn't commit. <laughs> so, uh, as you can see, that didn't end well. And we're finished with... Um, Jordan Booker, who is um, arguably um, the UK's equivalent, or I don't know if he's subconsciously trying to be, but seemingly putting himself in a position to be the UK equivalent of Axel Hodges. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure which he might, he might not, he might not like being called that. But anyway, Booker's out there doing stuff. He's now down in uh, Royal Hills, down there in France, um, taking his mountain bike with him as well. So here's a couple of videos of what Jordan's been up to. First of all one from mountain biking and then we'll post one up of, of him 
doing his best Axel Hodges impression. So that was that. And finally, uh, on the social, this is the, the best one. This is this is um, Booker doing his best to be, as I said, uh, Axel Hodges. And to be fair, I've got to say, it's pretty bloody good uh, bike control by Booker. Maybe he learned all these skills when he was uh, training with Max Anstey and his dad, Merv. So um, this is the final on the uh, on the social video that we're going to post up uh, on this show. This is Booker doing a very tidy bit of bike skill. What I like about that um, in typical JB style is the, the nod of, yes, I'm the alpha male at the end. Um, so there you go. We're going to be keeping up with social media. We'll make a little graphic for that going forward and get them all prepped. And uh, so if you're doing good stuff on social media, tag us in. Um, we'll see it and we'll pull it up on the show. Um, so I don't know when the next show is going to be. As we said at the minute, we don't want to spread it too thin. There's not too much racing going on. We're still waiting for Boris's announcement. We're still wanting to find out when we're going to be racing in the UK. The GPs are up in the air, all those things. So I wouldn't want to say that we're going to commit to a show every week at the minute, um, just because, as I said, when racing starts getting going, we're going to be coming at you quite regularly with more uh, topical subject matter about what's gone on at the races. Um, at the minute, we've just got nothing to really talk about in that respect. So let's just see. We'll play it by ear um, and do a lot more of these shows. In the meantime, massive shout out again to uh, Race Effects for, for getting behind what we do, in particular with the Bell brand, the sponsor of the show. Uh, uh, FXR obviously getting behind us as well, thanks to those guys. And uh, new to Dirty Talk as well, Doc Wob Imports. Um, so I appreciate Wob getting on board, and I'm going to be doing some projects with Wob throughout the year for Dirt Hub. So um, keep an eye out for them. And I think that's pretty much it. We've got through another great show. Great to have Max on. Superb to have Wall on. Really appreciate appreciate him coming on. Um, with the race effects generation next so as i said we're going to be adding certain segments to the show going forward keep an eye on all our social media um, and website and then you'll know when we're coming at you with another guest and doing another one of these um, as we said just not going to be doing it maybe every week at this moment in time but keep your eyes peeled on our social so um, that's it really nothing more to say than that other than stay safe Hope everybody's ready for the big off if it happens. We've just got about a week left, I think, for tracks open. If you have managed to book a private hire or you're getting out on the date that, that the government say we can go riding again, ease into it. You've been off a bike for so long. Don't go and give the NHS another problem by like 16, 20 motocross riders from the same venue all turn up at A&E at the same time. Just go easy. You haven't ridden a bike for quite a while. And hopefully we'll be back racing proper. Um, in April, which we're scheduled to do with a few championships. And then the British and MX Nationals and some of the others will be kicking into life in May. Fingers crossed we'll get a British GP. If you read Steve Dixon's interview on MX Large, um, that indicated that we might. Right. I've done enough talking. Throat's starting to get sore like Max. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and a thanks again to all our sponsors. And I'll be coming at you again soon with another Dirty Talk live show. Thanks to all the guests. Take care, everybody. And I'll see you soon. We're out of here. And I'm going to end it once I can work out where I am on the screen. <laughs>